This is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls in the lobby yard. Watching the Grumian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 134. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we have Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing there, Kevin? I'm doing fantastic. You're also joined by... Ryan Holes, how are you? I don't have an iPad. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring that up on the show because I find that really interesting. That So Ryan here pre-orders the iPhone. I think you pre-ordered it the day that they started the pre-orders, right? Yeah. So, so he pre-orders it the day they open the pre-orders. Okay. Meanwhile... Okay. I go out on Friday, the day they came out, and I just, I was out and about, and I thought, you know what, I've been meaning to switch phone carriers, I'm not on a contract, I'll just pop in Verizon, see if they maybe have an iPhone 6 and a, and a plan that's decent, because Ryan told me about the plan that he got with Verizon, and I was like, that's a pretty good deal. Uh-huh. I go in, I get a brand new iPhone. Right off the bat, <laughs> they your, just your they just girl, hand it to me. Your girlfriend also got one. yeah, and and my girlfriend got a new <laughs> new iPhone. No hassle, didn't have to wait. No line, no nothing. Just yeah. walk in, walk in, walk boom. right out. <laughs> well, there was a lot. There was a lot of people in there, but it still we were able to get it done. But Ryan still does not have one. Mine will be here tomorrow, according to FedEx. Well, that's still that's still better than what they said, didn't you? Say October seventh was what yeah. they yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the point in pre-ordering if you can't? Yeah, exactly. Get it? Isn't the point of pre-ordering to get it the day it comes out? That's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Well. I will say, Ryan, I think that you will like the iPhone 6 when you finally do get it. Hey, if I, even if I, like, tomorrow, something will happen. Like, a FedEx truck will catch, catch on fire. <laughs> That'd be funny if you did get a notice. Your package has not, you'll get one of those little door doorknob signs. And it'll say your package has not been delivered in the little check boxes. It'll just say other and car caught on fire. <laughs> yeah, what if it happens to anyone, that would happen to me. Right. Also of note, I got a $300 credit because I traded in my other iPhone. Oh, yeah. And I'm only getting $200. He's getting $200. I'm getting $300. So the... And we both went to Verizon. So basically... The, the new iPhone cost 200 and then they gave me $100 extra. So I got the phone for free and $100. Uh, That's amazing. Unbelievable. What movie did we have you watch this week, Ryan? It, bait. Bait? Bait. This is from the year 2000. Picked this in honor of The Equalizer coming out. Both, <laughs> both are action films. Both are directed by Antoine Fuqua. This one stars Jamie Foxx. I have a synopsis here. An ex-con is used by police to lure a criminal out of hiding. Oh, man. Straightforward. Yep. To the point. Ryan, why don't you tell us about Bait? Uh, well, Jamie Foxx 
in the beginning gets arrested for stealing shrimp. What? Hold up. And Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Yep, that happened. Like, okay, so can you run us through Jamie Foxx getting arrested for stealing shrimp real quick? Uh, him and Omar Epps broke into a place. Oh, Dude, shit. This is, this is a two-man job? <laughs> well, Omar Epps was, was there, like, a planning <laughs> montage <laughs> where they had, like, maps and blueprints? Omar Epps said, fuck that. And Jay Fox went in by himself and stole them, and they got caught. Oh, now what, what kind of shrimp are we talking here? Like where where are the, they stealing shrimp from? I forget what the uh, the jumbo. What are the jumbo ones called? Jumbo shrimp. <laughs> they're just no, called jumbo shrimp. He calls them some name. They're giant. They're like a dollar a shrimp. They're giant. I thought they were just called jumbo shrimp, but prawns. He calls them some name. Are you I talking can't... about prawns? Yes. Okay. That that's it. All right. So he's just—he's um, stealing dollar prawns to sell on the street. Yeah, Is that what he's doing. Apparently, so. I mean, if you're stealing prawns, you—you you gotta turn those around really quickly. I mean, did he have a yeah. buyer lined up? Himself. Did he have a fence? A shrimp fence? Himself. Himself. He's gonna sell them on just sell them on the street, straight up. Like he had like an igloo cooler. <laughs> Just hang out on the side of the street selling prawns. Apparently that was a goal. Oh, God. <laughs> so he still sees shrimp and gets caught and goes to jail. And in jail, he meets this other guy that was part of a heist where $42 million in gold bars were stolen. And... When they were stolen, the one guy left the other guy behind. So that guy saw a pistol because he had his money. And he killed two cops in the process. But the, the guy left without him, therefore, stealing his money. And he hides it and... What is, you find out, it's the Diorganke Stadium. And in jail, they don't really talk that much. Except the guy says to Jamie, if I don't make it through this, you have to tell my wife that she should go to the Bronx Zoo. And there's no place like home, which you'll find out later. It's buried on their home plate. Uh, uh, the guy then dies in jail. Oh, uh, how does he die? It's a heart attack. Jeez. Good lord. So, the cop sucked to Jay Fox, and he doesn't give him anything, and they hire intellect help to knock him out in jail and then implant uh, a tracking device inside of him which is completely illegal. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, 
But that happens, and then they release Jimmy Fox, and they try to lure him, lure this other guy with him, and try to. Jimmy Fox tries to make better life decisions because he finds out that his girlfriend had a child but is in jail. And he tries to get the right path. And that doesn't really happen. Mm. And at the end, the guy ends up finding him and falling into a horse track. And Jimmy Fox gets away from the guy. And then the guy's coming at him and a cop kills him. And that's the end of the (laughs) What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. So that's it. No. It's just it's done there. They kill a yeah. guy and it's over. Yep. All that build up and they take two seconds to shoot him and the movie's over. Movie's over. My first question is so, how did they manage to bury what did you say? Forty forty two million. Forty two million. Forty two million. How do in, you manage to bury... Brick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In gold bricks. In gold... Yeah, yeah. Bury $42 million worth of gold bricks yes. in Yankee Stadium. I don't even know how you carry that by yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, well, the yeah, logistics of, of all of this are completely... Let alone bury it at a popular baseball deep stadium. Yeah, I mean, as soon as the it would grounds take crew hours. Come, well, as soon as the grounds crew comes out, they're gonna be like, "Someone dug up home plate." Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> you can tell that someone dug up home plate and tried to put it back. There's probably something under here. How would you even get in the Yankee Stadium? That is also a question I had. They, so and, they didn't show them like sneaking in no. or anything like that and i mean if you're criminals why the fuck would you bury it under home plate in yankee stadium the most inconvenient place (laughs) probably in all of new york city couldn't you think of like you know a better place to bury it easy access a park central park it's huge anywhere home plate come on 42 million in gold this is ridiculous. I, w- I really so, kind of I want to see that scene, like him just trying to deal because he probably had to make several trips to get all of it in there. Well, it probably they, took him like five hours to dig a hole big enough. They don't try that. And my other question is, all right, so the guy got called and goes to jail. How do you have time to go to the stadium, bury all this by himself? I'm looking away and they get caught. Well, yeah, that's that's the other thing I don't understand. So it's two guys that did the heist. Is that right? Yeah. One of them gets away but ends up killing a couple cops in the process. But he doesn't even have any of the gold. The other guy that's carrying 42 million in gold bars, he somehow gets caught and yet gets the gold away <laughs> like that doesn't even make and sense who's who's the one that dies in jail uh that's the, the guy that got away with the gold but apparently was caught by the police yeah. right so okay okay so the other guy the other member of the heist gets out of jail 
he, don't was think he, there. he wasn't in jail in the yeah. first place. He's, he got away. They they talk about how he's too smart to get caught, and he covers his tracks very well. Yeah, but he's and not smart enough to split the loot. Up in this movie. Okay. Every okay. time around, he does something dumb. I gotcha. I mean, like, let's be real. Kevin, you and I, we're robbing a, a bank, bank vault that has mm-hmm. 42 million. It doesn't even have to be gold bars. Mm-hmm. Why would I be like, oh, Kevin, you get all the bags and deal with that? I'm going to just not do anything. Well, <laughs> that guy. I'm just going to hang out. The original guy <laughs> got pissed because the other guy shot two cops. Mm. And he said, there's supposed to be no guns. Oh man, and he just popped. He showed up with a gun and just started shooting people. Yeah. And the other guy's like, "God damn it! God damn it!" Did I they, told did, you. Did they show the heist in the movie? Ah, uh, briefly. Yeah. Did they show him carrying forty-two million dollars in gold bars by himself? They they show the gold bars, but no one's carrying them, and was they're it, in a truck. Was it like a a huge pallet of gold bars? <laughs> it was actually several pallets. <laughs> several, several, pallets. several pallets that he took so he, away himself. So, so he somehow like got a forklift and drove it into Yankee Stadium with pallets of gold bars, and then he had a backhoe that he drove in, <laughs> dug a huge <laughs> hole <laughs> under home plate, buried everything, and then replaced everything so immaculately that no one noticed. Yeah, I mean, they, even I if mean, you, they it, even played a day game the next day. Even if you have. Uh, the ability to do that, the amount of dirt displaced by putting in the pallets of gold bars, what are you going to do with all the dirt? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's got he's to transport that out. So he would have to have a bulldozer as well to haul the dirt out. <laughs> this is a whole thing. I mean, we're thing. dealing... This, this is a whole thing. Yeah, we got I mean, this can be a at least three types itself. of heavy machinery. Jesus. My this God. movie sounds like garbage. What gave you that idea? I mean, it started off with Ryan saying the guy gets arrested for stealing shrimp. (laughs) There's a couple of funny moments, but other than that, it's fucking garbage. I would imagine one of them is the shrimp heist. Was that funny? uh, Yes. Uh, That would be funny. I kind of want to watch the opening scene. I do too. Where is he stealing the shrimp from? It's a, it looks like some sort of warehouse. Okay, so uh, it's, it's like pro- he's like stealing shrimp from Costco. <laughs> it's probably one of those like giant uh, seafood markets in New York, right? Like one of the big uh, giant yeah. warehouses where they have all the different types of seafood. Yeah, fresh. Yeah. So what's the point of what? What's the plan here? So they release Jamie Fox and implant him with a tracking device, and whatever. So what they're trying to get use Jamie Foxx to lure out the guy, the guy that's still alive. But I don't understand what the connection is. Yeah, but he doesn't does, know does where the it, gold because is. Because they, he, know, they got their the original criminal knows that before the other criminal died in jail, okay. he told Jamie Fox. There's no place like home, and he should visit the Bronxville. Mm. So they think that guy's gonna come after him. Okay. And he does. 
Well, how does the guy know that the other guy said that to Jamie Foxx? Yeah. I'm not aware of that. Oh, wait. (laughs) The... It's coming back to him. The the guy has the cop's bug. Oh. So the cops can't put it out there. Well, still, how do the cops know then? Because Jamie Fox told them. Okay. Okay. So, so, they, so the cops are kind okay. of digging Jamie Fox here throughout this. He's entire the movie. bait. Oh my God, that makes sense. Do they ever? Do they ever say that in the movie? You're the bait. They say the word bait of be nice, but I'm, I don't think they ever say you're the bait. Aww. I think they say he's the bait. Okay. Close. I'm glad that they pointed out at least. So this got a 26% Ooh. on Rotten Tomatoes. Not not too good. This is, I believe, Ant, um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Antoine. Antoine Fuqua. I almost said Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Fuqua. <laughs> this is Antoine Fuqua's lowest rated movie. Mm. You may also know him from Training Day. What'd you think of Training Day, Ryan? Oh, I don't. Big fan? I'm not, like, I'd probably give her a six or a seven. Okay. Yeah, alright, fair enough. Yeah, that, that got a 72. That's actually not his highest rated movie. His highest rated movie is Lightning in a Bottle. What's it? What? Yeah, it's a... Uh, Never heard of that one. Yeah, I guess it's a uh, documentary about blues. Oh, okay. I never okay. saw it, but... Oh, yeah, one more thing. Oh, hit us. Jamie Kennedy is in it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I wanted to bring that up. Jamie Kennedy plays a, an agent. Yeah. He's an agent? Yeah. Well, that's believable. He's I think like that he plays an agent. Smart-ass FBI agent. I think he plays an agent in maybe something else, too. I feel like I've seen him as an agent before. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know what, but... Does he pop up for comic relief? Sometimes, yes. But it's not a relief at all. Enemy of the state. That's what he's an agent in. Enemy of the state. All right. And and this, for some reason, this movie and Enemy of the state kind of, they seem similar to me. Because I, I read, is this kind of like a, a techno thriller? Is there a lot of technology involved yeah. in this movie? Like surveillance and stuff? Yeah. And that's exactly how Enemy of the State is, too, with Will Smith. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Enemy of the State came out two years before this as well. Oh, just ripping it off. And in this, there are there are a lot of shots of the World Trade Centers, which is very odd because it's the year before they went down. Yeah. There's a lot of. Hmm. Okay. Antoine (laughs) (laughs) Fuqua. It's just, it's a lot if you see it. And I'm just like, let's get out of this topic as fast yeah. as possible. Well, I mean, there's a lot of movies. There's a ton of movies that came out around that time that yeah. had the World Trade Center. I remember Spider-Man was a big one. I don't oh, know that if was, it was the, yeah, the... Yeah, that was like a whole thing, too. Yeah, because they had to, didn't they, they digitally took it out, I think. Which doesn't Spider-Man or something I like that. That, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he also did Shooter, your favorite movie of all time. I enjoy that. You're a that, huge fan of Shooter, aren't you? 
I'd probably give it an eight or a nine. Damn. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy what shit. I didn't really I don't really understand that at all. Wow. What what was so great about Shooter? The title? Because he's a sniper. Probably. So he's, all, he's all about snipers. Snipers and Danny Glover. <laughs> what about Brooklyn's finest? Did you see that one? No. Ugh. That one's bad. I, I like remember. that in Shooter his name is Bob Lee Swagger. Yep. Are yep. you kidding me? I think we talked about that on the show just recently. <sighs> Unbelievable. Most recently, Antoine Fuqua directed Olympus Has Fallen. That was the other oh. White House hostage type movie. Which one? Uh, which which one? Which one does that have? Who's in this, that one? This is the one with Gerard Butler. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, and yes, I did do that. You saw that one too. I didn't see the one with Channing Tatum. The Channing Tatum one was the... That was the... Uh, God. Yeah, what was that called? White House Down? Yeah. Kind of same title. Yeah. Ashley Judd was in Olympus Has Fallen, so that's why you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta keep that string going. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta keep the Ashley like, Judd. I think that's three podcasts in a row now. I was going to have you watch King Arthur, the other one. That's another Antoine Fuqua that I remember not being very good. I saw that. Damn it, you've seen all of Fuqua's movie? Is that is that what we're... Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Tears of the Sun, did you see that one? No. With Bruce Willis? No. Nope. Hmm. Hmm. There's one. And then what about The Replacement Wait, no. Killers? Uh, who's in that... That's the one with Mira Sorvino and Chow Yun-Fat. I remember liking that a lot when I was a kid, but... I think I did see that, but I don't remember much about it. It was pretty generic. Like, it was kind of trying to harken back to the John Woo style, but it was American-made, so it was not even nearly as good. That was Chow Yun-Fat's first American movie. Yeah, and it shows. (laughs) Whatever happened to Chow Yun? Oh, he's still he's still around. I just he was in a movie that screened at Fantasia Fest this year. Hmm. I I didn't see it. We had the opportunity to see it, but I didn't I didn't look give it a watch. Bummer. It didn't look great. It was I can't remember the name of it. I think it's from from Vegas to Macau. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I forget what the title. I know it is Macau something. I think it's from Vegas to Macau. The soundtrack in this was also not too bad. Did Jamie Foxx do any of the tracks? Did he lay down any tracks? I, I don't believe in that. Well, that's, that seems like a missed opportunity. Oh, yeah, he did. He did a yeah. song called Bed Springs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bed Springs. I bet you I know what that one's about. Having sex with the ladies. <laughs> that's probably why I was... Uh, that's fine. I like that there's a song by Ram Squad called Sex, Sex, Money, Money. Man. Ram Squad. Is there a lot of sex in this movie? Uh, not much. There's like one sex scene. And they make it uncomfortably funny. <laughs> like it's getting surveilled. Oh, man. Sex, and uh. there's like four or five people listening. Hmm. Damn. And one of them's a woman. 
And one of them is Jamie Foxx. <laughs> one of them is a woman, and one of them is Jamie Foxx. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like this, this movie came out right when Jamie Foxx was... He was starting to hit the big time. This was after Any Given Sunday, and I feel like Any Given Sunday was the one that really turned him into a, a movie star. That's where things started to jump off. Yeah, he was in other movies before then, like Booty Call, but I don't think any I don't think he was really taken seriously until any given Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean I took him seriously after his role in hanging with Mr. Cooper. But... Fuck yeah, are you kidding me? Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Missed that show. Of course, <laughs> that's good shit, right you there. They're bringing they're bringing back all these other old TV shows like Boy Meets World. Why can't they bring back Hanging with Mr. Cooper? I know, right? That's what I want to know. I want answers. All right, let's go ahead and give you a drum roll, Ryan. What do you give Bait? Three. That's a three out of ten on Bait. What do you think about the Equalizer? You excited for that one? A little Denzel action. Uh... oh god i cut it about are you getting stoked for some equalizing (laughs) he's just gonna equalize the shit out of this place (laughs) oh he takes on the entire russian mafia by himself in between taking shifts i I think washington's a badass in my eyes all right, Ryan, do you have anything else to add before we end off on the equalizer or bait? No. <laughs> All right. I think that'll wrap it up. Send us your questions to podcastfilmpulse.net. We'll be sure to answer them on the show. Follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And be sure to rate us on iTunes. We appreciate that very much. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name is Adam Patterson, and we'll see you on Monday. I throw slugs at your door, boy, y'all niggas ain't really ready for war, huh? Say you hardcore, I got more in store, plus a whore that'll kick in your door. Yo, got my kids money. Uh.